Greetings and welcome to the Marriage Chronicles. This must be a good day because I have been on it, okay? This is the second recording in one day. Wow. And because I am not sure when you will hear this podcast, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you. So what I want to come and talk about today is I want to talk about the um, the whole armor of God. Now, I know I've addressed this before in another uh, episode, but I want to address it again. You guys, um, when I'm talking about the whole armor of God and how we are to put that on every day, you guys, we need to physically get up. In the morning, this is how we also seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto us. So we get up in the morning and the first thing that we do is we acknowledge God. That's the first thing you should do when you wake up in the morning is you acknowledge God. The second thing that you should do is to put on the whole armor of God, which is the shield of faith, which is the helmet of salvation, which is the sword of the spirit, y'all. Come on, you know, come on. Y'all, we gotta put on that whole armor, the loins girt about with truth, of uh, the breastplate of righteousness, the feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, see, I went through, now I did say on my, on my podcast earlier, that I did go through and I wrote out um, that because I was studying the full armor of God. And so I did go out. And so you hear my pages turning. These are pages that I have. Y'all, I keep a a journal and um, it's one of these super big journals with the hardback that looks like an actual book. Well, I keep that and I go through. And sometimes when something really, really, you know, resonates with me, resonates with me, then I'll go back and I'll write out that scripture and then I will break it down. Like I was saying earlier, um, I'll break it down to where I can process it. Because if you didn't listen to the podcast earlier, basically what I was saying is when you read the word to make it, um, be something that is nourishing to you, you have to break it down to the point of understanding it because just reading it is not enough. Because if you don't understand what you're reading, how can you even activate it? How can you even get any type of of nourishment or help from it if you don't know what you're reading? So we do have to go through and we do have to search line by line, precept by precept. So what I was saying earlier is, is like babies don't come out eating full full course meals. They come out and they are drinking milk. Okay, that's what they start out on. They start out on milk, and then what do they do? And 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 why do they have? Why do they do the 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 milk? Because they're not fully their whole system, digestive system, and everything has not been fully developed yet. So therefore, they cannot break down the heavier foods. If you give a baby full on food like that, that's not going to be a good thing at all. They're not going to even be able to digest it. Matter of fact, because it's whole food and they don't even know how to chew yet, 
because they don't have that function down yet, what they're going to most likely do is not going to even get to their stomach because they're going to choke on it. So what we don't want to do is we don't want to choke on the word of God. So what do we do? We break it down to a level where we can understand it. Okay. We break it down to a level where we can understand it, where we can digest it. Why do you think, like I said earlier, why do you think Jesus spoke in parables? He spoke in ways that related to them so they could understand it. And when they were able to understand it, then they were able to walk it out. They were able to put it into play. They were able to benefit from it right? Because they weren't choking on the word. They didn't feel like, oh, this is really harsh. I don't even know what you're talking about. You know, it, it didn't become confusion. You know what I mean? Because they understood it. So therefore, since they understood it, they could put things into, into practice and into play and they could fully understand it, you know, and all you're getting, get an understanding. If somebody's saying something to you and you don't understand it and they need you to go and implement, they need you to go and, and do something for them, but you don't understand the instructions that they've given you, then guess what? Guess what? They're not gonna, they're not gonna be able to um properly, you're not gonna be able to properly get the thing done. And it ain't gonna do nothing but add frustration and confusion to the whole thing. And then it's gonna waste time. Who has time to waste when it's something very vital that needs to be done in a certain uh, time frame and in an orderly fashion? Well, that's how we have to think about um, the word of God. It's our instruction. So if we don't have the instructions, if we don't understand the instructions, then we're not able to follow them. So what I wanna do right now, I kinda wanna uh, just look at some of the some of the things that I studied and found and searched out when it was concerning uh, the full armor of God, because somebody might hear you say, well, the full armor of God, even if you say um, loins girt about with truth, what is that? Loins girt about with truth. What does that even mean? You know, uh, breastplate of righteousness, especially the feet shot with the preparation of gospel peace. People might not understand what that means. Um, uh, you know, so I want to come and I just kind of want to break down some of the things that I studied out for myself and, and, um, and yeah, and just, and just kind of go over it with you so you can understand it better. So the first thing, when it comes down to the whole armor of God, when I was reading it, um, the loins girt about with truth. Does anybody even know what that means? The loins girt about with truth. Well, I'm going to tell you, it symbolizes a belt that, you know, back in those times, uh, soldiers, they would, they would wear like long, uh, robes or whatever. Right. So what they would do is what that, what that, uh, belt was, was for, it did go around their waist, around, uh, that loin area. And they were able to tuck, tuck their garment into that belt so then their legs were not restricted they could run they could do whatever they needed to do in battle right so when we think of of that when we think of 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 tucking uh tucking in that road so then we can our legs are free to run then that means that we don't have any restrictions on us right there's nothing restricting us. So the loins girt about with truth. 
right? Okay, so let me let me read what I wrote. It symbolizes a belt that a soldier's long robe was tucked into before battle, so his legs would have freedom to move without restrictions. It was one of the ways they prepare for running or whatever movement would be necessary during combat. So when the word of God says the loins girt about with truth, it's saying to prepare for challenges by keeping truth around you. you we must actually stand in truth. Um, one of the things, I'm not sure if anybody um, is aware, but one of, one of the things that the, that the devil uh, gets over on us with is, is when, when there's something that we're guilty about. Or when we're feeling guilt, like he can come upon you and bring guilt and shame upon you, right? Um, and so a lot of times that can restrict us from even moving forward because sometimes we might get into a place where we start to believe that we're not worthy, you know, of God's presence. We're not worthy of him even acknowledging us or we're not worthy to even pray to him. So if the devil can keep us in a place of, 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 of guilt, then he has he has one up on us because one of the things that that the devil does is is he accuses the saints he accuses them so if 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 he can come and accuse you of doing something and bring guilt upon you then that can actually restrict you from um from moving forward you know so what we have to do is we have to walk in truth we have to be right you know, we have to walk in truth. So, um, let's see. And then, and then also, let me see what else I wrote on here. Think of the scriptures that spoke of when Satan came to attack Jesus by tempting him. Jesus was able to counteract the devil's schemes, tactics, and temptations through the word of God, which is the truth in its rawest form. So once truth was applied, the devil had to flee because it caused resistance. It caused, you know, it was something that God wasn't, Jesus wasn't giving in to him. He was coming after him with truth. And also he was walking in truth. There was nothing that the devil could accuse him of, right? He, who could accuse Jesus of anything? And even when they did accuse him of anything, what did he do? He came back with the truth, which is the word of God. Anytime you see them trying to catch him in something, he would combat it with the truth, right? So we got to make sure our loins are girt about with truth, right? All right. So the next thing on the list is breastplate of righteousness. So I'm going to read you what I wrote. It says, it symbolizes a covering used in battle to protect the torso from injury. Uh, your vital organs like your heart, lungs, gut, etc. Like your heart is where God spiritually resides. Your heart is also known as where your will, intellect, and feelings lie. Physically, your heart is vital because it keeps the body going by pumping blood throughout it. Now let's talk about another. Okay, so actually, before I go on with 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 the next part, and I just say, let me go back to the heart. So a lot of times, the devil can come to us, and he can he can he can he can come to us with issues of the heart. Like he can have people attack us, and and in our in our emotions, right? And then our feelings, and we get all in our feelings or whatever, 
And so when he comes to attack us in our feelings and in our heart, he's not able to penetrate the breastplate. The, we can walk in confidence that are covered, that our hearts are not going to be broken. So when the devil comes to us and he tries to have somebody attack you and your character and your heart and your feelings get hurt, you can combat it and come back with the word of God. It's always going to be the word of God that you're coming back with. Always, always going to be the word of God that you're coming back with. But the thing about it is, is, is because you are geared up and because when you get up first thing in the morning and your feet hit that floor, you start praying, you, you do preventative prayers. You know, your day hasn't started yet. That's why you get up in the morning and it's just like you're getting dressed. Like if you, like you get up in the morning, you go take a shower, you get up in the morning, you go brush your teeth, you comb your hair. Like if you were getting ready for work, you wouldn't leave out the house, pajamas or whatever you slept in. You would get up in the morning and you would go take your tail and get in that shower and you would put your clothes on, put you some smell good on. You would equip yourself to be ready to go and, and um, you would prepare yourself for your day at work, right? And to be around other people. So you're not going to want to smell bad. You're not going to want to look bad, right? Well, it's the same thing when it comes down to in the mornings um, after we've acknowledged God and after we've thanked him and after we've, you know what I mean? after we've said our little prayer, whatever, then we go to, as we're getting dressed or ready for the day, we go into uh, getting dressed for battle because every day, every day we have to get up and, and make sure that we are dressed and ready for whatever battle the devil is going to try to come to us in. Because a lot of times what people do is, is, is they wait until something happens to actually go and pray. We're supposed to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's what we're supposed to do first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto us. So therefore, peace of mind, you know, um, a, a, a heart that is that is a heart of flesh, things like that, that you know what I mean? A, a forgiving heart, things like that. When we When we prepare ourselves for it, then we are ready for what's coming against us that day. We're ready for the things that are trying to attack our hearts. We get up every morning, we make a conscious decision that we are gearing up that day. So when something comes against us, we say, oh, no, okay. I got up this morning and I put on the whole armor of God. So what do I need to do? What's being attacked right now? Okay, the issues of the, issues of the heart. Okay, let me combat that. Let me combat that. You know what I mean right now? No, I do not have a, a broken heart. My heart my heart is healed and it's it's a forgiving heart. I don't hold grudges. I don't you get what I'm saying? Then you can then you just go through decreeing and declaring and coming against whatever uh vital organ is being attacked because that vital organ or that particular thing is covered because you got up that morning and you put it on, you put it on. Like you do the movements. You know, you put it on, right? Okay, so yes. So your will, intellect, and feelings lie in the heart, okay? That's also, like I said, where the blood, your blood is vital. If your heart stops pumping the blood through your body, you will die. So the heart is very, 
vital. So that's the reason why the breastplate of righteousness is very, 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 very important. Okay. It's going to cover those things. It's going to cover all that. <laughs> okay. So, so righteousness, we have to be righteous. We got to be holy. We got to, you know, walk in upright, you know, these things help keep us safe from the attacks of the devil when it comes upon the heart and the gut as well. The gut is where the Holy Spirit lies. Okay, so we want to keep that safe as well. We want to keep all of that safe. Even our backs are covered when we have on, you know, let me think. Uh, the breastplates that I saw when I was studying and everything, it would go all the way around. So like if somebody was coming after you and they were bringing a sword towards you and they were trying to pierce your heart or, or stab you in the back or whatever, guess what? Because you have on the breastplate of righteousness, then you are safe from those attacks. But don't think that you're just going to put the stuff on and then just sit down and not have to work because you have to activate the weapons, right? So if a soldier were to just gear up and then just sit down, what? It don't matter that if he's got all of his stuff on, but he's not activating it, he's not exercising using those things, then he's still probably going to get killed. He probably still going to be, he's still going to be attacked and overcome by the enemy, right? So we have to make sure that all throughout the day, we are also walking in righteousness and in truth, right? Okay, so we have to make sure of that. Let me see. Let me see what I wrote um, when it comes down to the gut. Let's see. Now, let's what did I say? Now, let's talk about another vital organ, which is the gut. The gut is known as where the Holy Spirit resides. John 7, 38 says, he that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So the living water symbolizes a natural flow of water that cleanses or purifies, right? Okay. So when the Bible says to put on the breastplate of righteousness, it's saying to protect these two vital and, and more organs. You have other organs too. You know what I mean? You got your kidneys and everything. So it's saying to protect your vital organs. Um, to protect those vital places and others by being virtuous and in right standing with God. If we are righteous, we are beyond reproach and the devil cannot disqualify you by accusing you like with the loins of the girt. And when I was talking about that earlier, he cannot accuse you. The word of God identifies Satan, like I said before, as the accuser of the saints. So when we are righteous, the devil cannot triumph over us in this area. It blocks yet another attack right all right so let's move on to the feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace now this is one where i was kind of like i'm be honest shod i'm like what does shod mean shod is just like the past tense of shoes that's what it is so let me go through here and read what i have here what I wrote out. Uh, so shod is the past tense word for shoes. So right away, we're made aware that this piece of armor is to protect your feet or prepare your feet 
by being ready with the good news of calmness or tranquility. <laughs> we are not to become afraid or enraged. The word of God states that vengeance is the Lord. So we don't go out and we don't riot. Like it's, it's a lot of stuff going on. Um, where people run out in these streets and they and they riot and everything else. We as believers are not supposed to go out and riot. It even, it even says it in the Bible. Go uh, check out uh, Romans. Uh, we don't we don't riot. We don't do that. We don't go out and march and, and do all this stuff that could, could. I don't understand how people go out and they riot and then when they get cracked over the head or dragged to jail or you know or or hurt or something then they want to be outraged which causes another riot you know what i mean because people are are riotous and angry and mad and they want all oh, vengeance is vengeance is not ours lord uh you guys all it all it does is causes a cycle to begin that's all it does what is it going to do it is not, it's, it's not benefiting you anything to go out here and riot. You know, a lot of people are angry and upset and I completely understand why they're upset because I've been upset too. But it says be angry and sin not. Be angry, but sin not. Okay, so we're not supposed to go and take vengeance into our own hands. Vengeance is the Lord's. And I know, you know, it, he will repay. I know it looks like, it looks like, you know, these people are getting away with stuff. But no, 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 no. Don't take it in your own hands. He will repay. Because then what you do is you cause a cycle. Cause a cycle to happen. That's all you do. You don't resolve the issue. You just cause a cycle to happen. Okay, so let's see. What else did I write? So when we think of Christ right before being crucified, he did not respond with anger or rage. He responded peacefully and allowed God's will to be done. When we respond this way, it gives room for God to fight on our behalf. The good news, which is the gospel, gives us plenty of examples of how to properly stand on God's word and posture ourselves during battle. So we're, we're, we're not going to run to chaos and confusion. If we see something crazy going on or a fight break out, we're not going to run over there to it. We're not going to do that. We're not going to run to confusion. We're going to walk in peace, right? We're not going to, we're not going to go up and be slapping and hitting on folks. We're going to walk in peace and we're going to keep peace with all men, with everybody, right? So we got to make sure with all of this, um, with all this uh, racial inequality going on right now, before you go outside, trust and believe that is something that you, you, you probably need to put on to prepare yourself for anything that's going to come your way. Because it's so easy um, when it comes down to, to, to uh, racial inequality to just kind of snap because it's wrong. And like, why are we still going through this after all these years? You know, right? So anyway, I don't want to get off subject. Um, all right. So the shield of faith is the next one. So let me read what I wrote. I said, this is the most important piece of armor. Well, one of them, um, because without it, we are not able to please God. 
So that's why I'm saying it's the most important piece because you have to have faith in order to fight the invisible battle. Like I said earlier, and, and uh, to activate the invisible God to work on your behalf, to fight in this invisible war against an invisible enemy. We cannot see this invisible enemy. We don't know where to start, when to when to pick up our shield, when to, you get what I'm saying? But we, we do, we can use common sense in some of these, you know, things, but, you know, we need to, um, we need to know that, that the faith, the shield of faith, is actually very important you have to in order, if you're a believer then you're already activating your shield of faith anyway the just shall live by faith we have to walk by faith right um because everything that that we're using is really invisible right right when we're uh because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but of principalities and these dark forces and entities and things like that, right? Okay, so let me read what I wrote. This is the most important piece of armor because without it, we are not able to please God. Hebrews eleven six says this very thing. It expounds on you having to believe God in order to come to him. He is the God we can't see. Believing him without seeing him in the natural takes great faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 defines faith as the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. When we have faith, it takes the control out of our hands and places it in God's hands. We empower him to work on our behalf when we have faith. The word of God says that the shield of faith quenches the fiery darts of the wicked. Um, so doubt is an example of a fiery dart. When we have faith, it eliminates doubt. Fear and other things that the devil comes to us with is also eliminated with faith. If you think of fiery darts or arrows, you most likely think of them coming from all angles and directions. This is why this piece of armor comes in the form of a shield. You can hold it up and block the attack from any angle without it being uh, designated to one particular area. area. It can protect you on every side so that's what faith does we're when, like when the devil comes and he's trying to bring you believe in god for something and he comes up and he say well are you sure that you even supposed to be doing this are you sure god gonna do that for you you know you did um do this and that or you don't even deserve it are you sure so when he that's the attack, right? So you hold up your shield of faith, showing him, no, I'm believing God. This is my shield of faith. I'm holding this up and I'm going to hit every single, I'm going to, to block every dart that you are sending my way of, uh, of doubt, of fear, of confusion, of whatever you're sending my way. It's going to be blocked. It's not going to penetrate. It's not going to hit me. It's not going to hit me anywhere, right? It's not because it's not going to hit me because I'm blocking you. I'm blocking you. Block the devil with your shield of faith. Okay. Have faith. Continue to have faith. Always have faith. Don't let your faith uh, go away. 
Because then how are you going to fight in an invisible battle if you don't believe that you're even being effective in the fight? You have to first believe in order to receive, right? All right, move on. Helmet of salvation. All right, so the helmet of salvation, the helmet protects the head from serious brain injuries. If the enemy can take out the head, the entire body follows in the doom afflicted. So this is why this piece of armor is vital. Salvation is defined as perseverance or deliverance from harm, ruin or loss. So in theology, it's defined as deliverance from sin and its consequences. So since we have salvation, we are protected from death, just like a helmet protects from instant death, from head injuries and head trauma. There are certain things that they can hit you in your head, in your skull, that can cause instant death. That is your control center. It controls everything, right? You control everything with a thought. Your mind is what makes your hand move to, to hold up the shield of faith. Your, 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 your head, your brain is what tells you, you know, um, to guard your heart. You know what I mean? It's your, your, your brain is where you decide, where you make decisions, right? We have to decide to walk after God. We have to decide to serve him. We have to decide all kinds of different things. So if the devil can disrupt your head, then he's got you, right? Like, you know what I mean? Attacking with Alzheimer's. You know what I mean? Or mental illness like schizophrenia and things like that. He comes to attack the mind. That's why mental illness is so rampant. That's the reason why you see mental illness being so big. Because if he can get your head, your mind, your thoughts, then he's got you. Because your mind, if your mind is wrapped up in confusion, then you can't even effectively think about anything else. And, and even if you are, you're probably not going to do a, a good job of whatever it is that you're trying to do, right? You're probably not going to be able to effectively fight and do what you need to do properly because your mind is confused. All right. So we got to stay out of this confusion. So, um, Let's see, what else? Da, 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 da. Um, yeah, because your brain is very complex. It's very, very complex. Uh, the word of God tells us that we, being children of God, have the mind of Christ. So we have to put on the mind of Christ. And when we have on our helmet of salvation, the devil is not able to disrupt what we're thinking and how we're thinking. Because when we have the mind of Christ, then, hey, we're going to think to do some pretty, you know what I mean, strategic things. We're going to, you get what I'm saying? We're going to, we're going to be protected in, in one of the greatest ways because our, our, our eyes are in, in our heads, our ears, our mouths. You get what I'm saying? And then 
our senses, all our senses are right here in our head, our senses. So we have to protect our senses. We have to protect all those things. So that's even with things that you watch, things that you eat, because your body is the temple of, of God, right? If you're housing God, then yes, we do need to watch uh, what we're putting in our bodies and which goes through our mouths, right? And then we have to watch what we're saying. You know what I mean? So our helmet of salvation, we are we are going to do things in a saved manner, right? We're not going to be out here living grimy. We, are, we, are, we, we have salvation. So when we put on that helmet, we're not listening to things that we shouldn't be listening to. We're not watching things we're not supposed to be watching. We're not saying things that we don't need to be saying. You get what I'm saying? So, yes, protect your head with the helmet of salvation. Okay. And then the last one that I want to share with you is the sword of the spirit, which is also known as the word of God. So, Finally, we come to the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The word of God is said to be like a two-edged sword. In Hebrews 4.12, it says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The word of God is what we use against the enemy and is actually the Holy Spirit with, which teaches us, brings all things to our remembrance, and helps us to pray against things in the spirit realm that we are unaware of. So, um, so yeah, you know, it, it's going to uh, the word of God is actually um, very powerful because let's just be honest. The word of God is God. That's how we get to know him. The word of God is God. He is he's the one that fights on our behalf. So we have that sword, that two-edged sword. It's going to hit. It's going to hit the devil from the back and the front. At the same time, it can hit him from the back and the front. Swing it. Somebody coming from this era. Uh, an attack coming from this way and an attack coming from you can swipe it and just hit both of them <laughs> you could actually take out two of them impale two of them put impale two two demons one could be coming from this way one could just stick it straight out and they just come and just bink bink on either side left and right they just come and impale themselves upon the sword <laughs> I know my mind is just, yeah. So then I wrote with the whole armor of God, we are prepared for the battle against Satan. If used the way instructed, we can overcome any obstacle set before us. We are victorious. So yeah, I just want to come and encourage you all every day, every day, get up and equip yourself for the war, for the fight. Because trust me, it is going to be some type of fight. But a lot of that stuff is going to miss you if you are already speaking uh, um, preventative prayers. You're being preventive at the beginning 
of the day. So some of those attacks that would come up on you, you're not going to feel it. It's not going to, it's not going to get you because you've gotten up that morning and you've equipped yourself. Read your word. Speak in tongues if you have that ability. And if you don't pray, God uh, brings it to you. But yeah, y'all, um, activate your weapons. And that's what I mean by activate an invisible, the invisible God to fight your invisible war against an invisible enemy. Right? The devil uses people. Yes, he does. So in that case, it, it and then, you know, he's physically, you see somebody physically coming towards you and they're attacking you. But guess what? It's still not them that's attacking you. It is still the devil, the enemy himself, Lucifer. I don't even know if we should call him Lucifer anymore. He got kicked out. Satan. So, yes, you guys, I just wanted to come because I was praying. Uh, I was praying um, and everything. And I was just thinking about the 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 sword of the spirit. Um, the mentor group I'm in uh, was talking about it. But the crazy thing is I was already on that anyway um, before I even got into this mentor group um, last week. So, yeah. Like, um, I'm just really excited because it just seems like, uh, well, it doesn't seem like that. It is this way. Everything that they're on, I'm already prepared for it because it's something that I'm already on. But that's the thing. That's the great and beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit. If all of us are listening to the Holy Spirit, then that's, then yeah, we're going to be on the same page. We're going to be on the same page because we are all, we are all listening to the same source, <laughs> you know? So don't be surprised if you listen to the Holy Spirit and then you go and talk to somebody else and they, they own the same thing. Y'all are listening to the same source. So yeah, you're going to have the same information, right? So yeah, so anyway, I'm excited. Um, I just wanted to get on here and just pray. I mean, not pray. Oh, maybe I need to because, you know, maybe I need to <laughs> because that's not what I was saying, uh, not what I was trying to say. So, yeah, um, I'm just excited because, yeah, y'all, if you are separated from your spouse, you know, the sanctified uh, spouse sanctifies the, like a sanctified wife can sanctify her husband and a sanctified husband can sanctify the wife. Right. So if you're putting on your whole armor of God and you're standing in the gap for them, then it's like they're putting on their whole armor as well because the two have become one. Y'all are one flesh. So when you're praying and you're preparing yourself, then you're preparing them as well. You're stopping the battle against them as well, right? So anyway, I just wanted you all to be in encouraged and to know how to activate your weapons you have to activate your weapons okay don't just put it on and then do nothing else with it put it on and then use it 
throughout your day because you're going to need it. You're going to need it. Even the little bittiest, tiniest things, you're going to need it. All right. This is a fight, you guys. This is a fight. So since I did say pray and I wasn't trying to, I'm going to do that because it must be what I'm needing to do. So, Lord, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. I come to you on behalf of every listener right now. I ask and pray right now that you be with them, Lord God, that you speak with them today, Lord God, that you just rest upon them, Lord God, and that you teach them strategy. You teach their hands to fight. You teach their hands to war. You teach them how to war in the spirit that you show them how to activate their weapons in the spirit and that you uh, uh, take away any doubt and fear that tries to come up on them, Lord. I ask and pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will help them walk in confidence in you, Lord God confidence, full confidence, knowing that they are protected, knowing that they do have authority, knowing that they do have the victory because we're coming, we're fighting uh, from victory, not for it. We already have the victory. We are fighting from a place of victory. So we are victorious. Let them know that, Lord God, they are victorious and they will make it through. They have to continue to believe. So I ask and pray right now that you would increase their faith in the name of Jesus. Please help their unbelief, Lord God. Help them. Help them till that storm passes over. Help them, Lord God, and help them know that they should never stop fighting until they hear, well done, thy good and faithful servants. Lord, I thank you for this time. I thank you for every listener, and I thank you for just being God. I thank you for the victory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Y'all have a blessed and wonderful and eventful day, uh, afternoon, morning, evening, whatever time it is. Know that you can activate these gifts at any and all times of the day. Be blessed. Instagram? Follow me at the Marriage Chronicles underscore for updates on when new episodes are available and much more. See you there.